Okay, good. Are you ready, Michael? Yep. <laughs> Windy City was good. <laughs> Kia ora koutou, no mai, haere mai, welcome to tonight's Nerd Degree. Uh, greetings nerds, living and dead and somewhere in between, welcome to the Nerd Degree. I am your host Erin Harrington. Uh, tonight two teams of nerds are going to be going head to head over a series of rounds to try and prove who are the wittiest nerds and who are the nerdiest wits. Now this month is very special, normally we uh, record out at Orange Studio in Ferrymead in Christchurch, but this time we are coming to you live from Little Andromeda, which I think is amazing. <laughs> Very good, a wonderful pop-up venue in Central Christchurch, and we're also here as a part of the Festival of the Undead. Yeah. Actually, yeah, make a monster noise. Yeah. Even better. Uh, so the Festival of the Undead is a celebration of all things spooky, so tonight the nerds are going on an undead excursion into the Garden of Ghoulish Delights. They'll be grave-digging monstrous facts, tearing the guts out of much-loved horror classics, and seeing who lasts until dawn, all in the hope of taking home the greatest prize of all, their lives. <laughs> or maybe just their pride. Uh, <laughs> definitely one of those two. So now it is time to meet our nerds. And what I've done is I've asked them to come dressed as something monstrous. So I'd like them to introduce themselves and also tell us all what it is they've come dressed as. Let's start over on my right. All right, well, kia ora. I am Jeff Clark. I am an improviser, comedian, writer. And um, for those at home who can't see me, um, I am currently dressed in uh, what I think is the best horrific costume, a uh, 39-year-old cis white male uh, wearing, <laughs> a, uh, wearing a suit jacket over a uh, Frankenstein t-shirt. I did do the artwork on this t-shirt myself. Uh, some nice blue pants, but the most horrific part of my outfit, uh, which is what my character is, is I am wearing... Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice themed sneakers. <laughs> I am dressed as someone who thought that was one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Ooh. Yes, a true horror in my <laughs> eyes. That's a true horror. Yes. Hi, my name's Andrew. I'm an animator. And as you can see from my horn, my singular horn, my nice big bushy wings out the back here, and my uh, manly stubble, I'm of course the scariest horror of modern times, the male adult fan of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. <laughs> oh, oh that's, that, is, that is pretty scary. It's a beautiful onesie. It's, yeah. it's yeah, lovely. Um, you're a team tonight. The we two are. of you form a team. Does your team have a name? Uh, yes, we are the Oxford Comma Lecture Show. The Oxford Comma Lecture Show. Mm. Very good. That, uh, speaking as someone who works in education, who teaches English, that is truly monstrous. Mm. Right, over to my left. Um, hi, my name is Karen Healy. I am an author and teacher, and I am dressed as a doll. Thank you. Which I did not used to think was scary. And then I stayed in the home of my best friend Robin, who um, does one-of-a-kind dolls, where you take a lot of Barbies and you repaint their faces and restyle their hair and stuff. And I walked into the guest room, and it was an open closet that was full of naked Barbies, all stacked up. Some of them didn't have limbs or heads. So I slept in the Barbie morgue, and ever since, not a big fan of dolls. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, kia ora, my name's Moata Tamaira, uh, and I am dressed as a rodent of unusual size. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stand up and give us a spin, oh, Moata? Now you've made this costume, haven't you, Moata? <laughs> Um, 
Is this homemade? <laughs> it is homemade <laughs> by my my fiance. Just seated over there. Oh, I think he what? deserves no, a round of applause. <laughs> um, uh, the reason I've come dressed as a rodent of unusual size is that, well, firstly, I love The Princess Bride, it's a movie, um, but I feel like I have a lot in common with ROUSs. They are um, plus size rodents, I'm a plus size woman. Um, they, <laughs> we both agree that Wesley was a delicious piece of man meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I have a slight overbite. <laughs> For real, not just these enormous cardboard <laughs> thing at the front of my face. It's, it's beautiful. So you are also a team. What is your team name? Oh, we yeah. are Bitchcraft. Bitchcraft, everybody. <laughs> I've, I've, I've dressed up as well. Uh, you might have noticed I've got the, the black cowl. I've got the scythe. Um, I am dressed as the death of your dreams of home ownership. And I've brought with me uh, the property section of the Christchurch Press, um, a bag of Pam's brand uh, avocados. <laughs> actually, actually, no, I'm the sexy death of your dreams of home ownership because I'm wearing some really nice lipstick. So, so I just thought I'd, I'd spook you all. Um, this is great. So our first round is uh, Nerd Quotient, which is a trivia round. Now, we don't have our normal dingers tonight, uh, but we do have some makeshift dingers. Can you ding your dingers for me? <laughs> That's beautiful. So, so we're all, uh, for those of you listening at home, just hitting pint glasses with whatever long hard thing comes to hand. Erin, may, may I borrow a long hard thing? Oh, I I've got two long hard things. There you yeah. go. Thank I you. suspect the uh, tone of my, uh, my dinger will change as the night goes on. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's lovely. So, um, I will start, let, where shall we start? Actually, let's start with the Oxford Comma Lecture Show. Your question is, um, this is a Tinder profile, but who is it for? Oh God. I, have no, <laughs> I have no meat in my body. It is all car parts and magnetic knife-like teeth. Knife-like, knife-like, knife-like <laughs> teeth. Let me start again. We'll take that in post-production. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, we probably won't. Um, I have no meat in my body. It is all car parts and magnetic knife-like teeth. If this is a bit much for you, I'm down to take things slow. If you're into being fully consumed by my several metal mouths, then let's meet! Exclamation mark. Ooh. So this is a Tinder profile. It is a Tinder profile. Um, They're aged 33. It doesn't really... Aged 33. It, it, that doesn't make much difference, but just in case age yeah. means something to you. <laughs> Ooh, let's see, it's not... Lots of metal mouths. Lots of metal mouths, yeah. so it could be, um, could be someone made of nanites. Is there any, any characters that are made of nanites? Recent? It could be, um, oh, it could be that character that Russell Crowe played in the obscure film Virtuosity, where he was that oh, sort of yeah. sentient AI program that was raised on serial killers. Is it the sentient AI <laughs> uh, that Russell Crowe played in the uh, sci-fi movie Virtuosity? Uh, no, it is not. Ah, okay. Uh, do you have any ideas, Bitchcraft? Is it a transformer? It's kind of close to a transformer. It is a monster truck. Uh, this is a monster truck called Large Truck Star, um, <laughs> age 33. So this is a Tinder profile. <laughs> this is a Tinder profile that has been written by a bot. It is a, so, so there is a creative studio called Botnik, 
and they do lots of different things. They uh, get bots and AI to write creative things at the intersection of the human machine hive mind. Um, and so part of what they've created is this whole series of Tinder bios for monsters. So um, here's another one. I'm a beautiful mess of saliva and silly puns, and my name is not Jeff Clark. I'm, <laughs> I'm utterly consumed by hopelessness, but I do manage to make love to my friends awkwardly. If you read this far, then do not contact me. <laughs> Are you sure it's not me? <laughs> uh, it is Mothman, aged 51. Um, this is, quote, John, unquote, 30 to 39. I want to find human women to be alive with me. The, li- <laughs> the living human women are going to continue to be alive and will not be food for an enormous dinosaur. <laughs> Any idea? It's an enormous dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> and this is one that I really like. This one is dedicated to Andrew Todd, who um, is an alumnus. Uh, he's now living overseas of um, the uh, nerd degree. I'm a powerful Bigfoot sommelier. I enjoy cats reading books on a wooden park bench and a muffin rock. I know how to finish the sentence I am writing. <laughs> that, is, that is caught in this 37-year-old uh, Bigfoot. Aww. Now, do you, do you know of any other Botnik productions or interesting things that have been written by bots? Well, I know that there was a, there was a um, Twitter account that was created and... They just wanted to see what would happen if they put it on Twitter, um, if it would learn to be like other people on Twitter. And they had to shut it down, I think, within 48 hours because it had started quoting Nazi propaganda <laughs> and um, making horrendous um, statements about pedophilia. Yeah, it was, it was just a race to the bottom yeah. for, for that AI. Do you know of any others? I, I know of a few sort of um, neuro-linguistic network mm-hmm. things. There's this one woman I think who feeds in a lot of stuff so she'll say today we're going to do recipes and she feeds in a lot of recipes and then things get spat out that, that are almost recipes but not quite um, and then she did like YA novel titles so that was amazing Good. Well, this uh, creative studio, Botnik Productions, they've also written episodes of Boy Meets World, uh, <laughs> The Twilight Zone, Friends, and Game of Thrones. They've written reviews of various Paris landmarks. They've translated a LeBron James interview into uh, something narrated by Werner Herzog. Um, and they're all written by Aya. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this is something that was in the nerdly news this week, and that is uh, Botnik has released its very own choose-your-own-adventure Goosebumps book. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, it's called Welcome to Sand Hands. And I thought we could do a dramatic <laughs> reading. So oh we're going to do a dramatic reading. I've marked up some scripts. Ooh, this, okay. is, um, this is a random page from Welcome to Sand Hands. You Welcome go, to Sand Hands. Welcome to Sand Hands. Oh, yep. man. These yep. hands are going to be coarse, rough, and get everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's pretty frightening. You can play through uh, probably in about 15 minutes or so at botnik.org slash goosebumps. But I thought we could have a dramatic reading just of a page. So we have a narrator. We have two characters and a dog. Okay. Okay, so take it away. We'll take the long brown way to school. You stammer. Brad will be disappointed if I don't. Let's go. Zoe replies. The two of you head toward the creepy corpse bridge. Zoe's outfit is right on and you think that you're brave. (laughs) You pass an old dog with a microphone. What could it have to say that needs to be louder, you wonder? Wait. What could it say at all? You turn back toward it in horror as it begins to announce its top 400 picks for the worst things about you. Number one, you're ugly. The dog begins. Number two, your skin is gross. Number three, you're a real gem of a wimp. I'm not sure about this. You tell Zoe. I think screams are approaching. Don't worry. 
Zoe says. We will never die. Number four. The dog continues. You always lose your balance. Number five. You're about to get rid of your life. Gulp. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> it's so scary. I, I really recommend that you go and play it. Now, um, I'm also schoolkeeper tonight, so I'm going to be assigning uh, arbitrary points, I think, throughout this uh, podcast. And so you can have something and you can have something else. Very good. Okay, next question. This is over to Bitchcraft. Why are Australian scientists really excited about a headless chicken? Well, I mean, Australian scientists get excited about all sorts of terrible things. Is this a headless chicken that actually lives after you chop its head off? It's, it's something that is definitely alive. Did they find, like, a um, limited-release vinyl of Gas Cranking Station? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you, you could say that this living thing maybe is a limited-release. Do any of you have an idea? Yeah? yeah um, is it something to do with breakthroughs in synthetic meat? Oh, no. Well... No. Because they, <laughs> no. they have had some breakthroughs with, with synthetic meat yes, lately. They have. Which oh. is that it's not awful. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's okay. hemo something. It, it bleeds. Yeah, it bleeds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just remembered a thing I saw on the internet this week, and it yeah. was a weird red marine <gasps> You're absolutely creature right. that was being dubbed oh, the headless yeah. chicken. Yeah, I saw that And too. it's like a red blob that kind of, I mean, if you spray painted a, a teagle frozen chook it would look crimson, like that. I and then tossed it in the ocean. It's a deep sea creature, right? You are 100% right. So you get a uh, arbitrarily defined amount of points. Yeah, yeah, um, scientists using a new underwater camera system recently captured footage of a strange sea creature known as the headless chicken monster <laughs> swimming about a mile deep in the southern ocean near Australia. It resembles a chicken with the head cut off. It sports tentacles and waving fins. Oh, it has yeah. a fancy scientific name that I'm not going to say, <laughs> but is more commonly known as the swimming sea cucumber or Spanish dancer. And it's only ever been seen one other time. Uh, I presume it was a different one and not the same one in the Gulf of Mexico. Just, oh, maybe just it gets around. around. Maybe, maybe it does get around. Um, and it's part of a broader project trying to track shit that's happening under the sea that says we're all going to die of climate change. Yay! That's the real horror. That's the real horror, absolutely. But yes, so you get points for that. Um, over to the Oxford Comma Lecture Show. What is the connection between Thomas Edison and a very special birthday boy? <laughs> He's a very special birthday boy. <sighs> <laughs> what I didn't kind of, what to kind say of it boy like is that, he? But it <laughs> just kind of came out. Erin, I'm, I'm confused. What kind of boy is He's he? He's a very special <laughs> boy. <laughs> this, it must have something to do with the delivery. Is it, does Thomas Edison share his birthday with someone famous? <laughs> More famous than Thomas Edison. As famous as Thomas Edison. <laughs> How old is Thomas Oh, Edison? did he invent the electronic uh, birthday candle? So that the kid would have to blow it and blow it and blow it and it would never go off. And then Thomas Edison would just laugh and like, ha ha, I've invented electricity. Spoken only like a parent could. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but I'm surprised that you didn't get this, Jeff. Uh, how about, do you know the other team? No? Who are you wearing today, Jeff? I am wearing Frankenstein. Oh, oh, oh! Why are you wearing Frankenstein? What's well, I, I like Frankenstein. Well, that's a good start. Um, you're not actually wearing Frankenstein. You're wearing Frankenstein the monster. You're wearing, you're wearing, you're wearing Frankenstein's monster. By Jeff Clark. Yeah. Well, in that case, I am Frankenstein because I made it. Oh, oh very good. <laughs> very good. So, so what's the anniversary? Uh, well, it's 200 years since um, 
Frankenstein the novel was published. Absolutely, you're yeah. 100% right. Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus published in 1818. Uh, the very first film version of Frankenstein was in 1910. It was a 16 minute silent film made by Edison Studios. Um, it was a very liberal adaptation. You can watch it um, online. It's in the public domain. Widely adapted, yada, yada. Uh, do you have any favourite Frankensteins or Frankenstein derivatives? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, my young Frankenstein uh, was probably the first version of Frankenstein I ever saw. So I didn't actually know that it was a parody mm-hmm. of, the, uh, <laughs> of the actual Frankenstein movie. I just thought it was a really, really funny Mel Brooks film. And yeah. then I saw the original Frankenstein and I realised it was a spot-on brilliant piece of parody and um that's probably my favorite version of frankenstein that's there like just the the, the comedic frankenstein i think the com- there's there's a certain amount of comedy in frankenstein um in the movies just because <laughs> of very the camp and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the sort of lurching zombie version of frankenstein i find quite amazing. the, the gurning yeah, yeah. well yeah. this is this is well. the thing about like Frankenstein's monster was incredibly articulate. He was like making philosophical arguments he for the existence. He read of the, the self. Sorrows of Young Werther, exactly. which is the most boring fucking book <laughs> written in the history of the German language. He was a young man estranged from his father. What was he supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but movie Frankenstein's maybe because it has that silent horror movie pedigree. It's, it's all about. Mm. So I like Young Frankenstein because he's you know talky. I, yeah. I will say though, I did. I did appreciate the sheer audacity of the Kenneth Branagh version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, where he wrestles with... Robert De Niro plays the monster. Kenneth Branagh uh, directs and stars as Frankenstein, as he wants to do. Um, How many times does he take his shirt off? I think the better question is, how many times does he put his shirt on? (laughs) The the birth of the monster is like this really visceral... He's jelly wrestling Robert De Niro in this sort of amniotic fluid stuff. Um... And yeah, it's it's fab. It's fab. It's just, it's, you know, it was. Yeah. I, I love Frankenstein. I think it's great. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of um, Herbert West Reanimator. That's probably my favourite. I like mm-hmm. um, Penny Dreadful's. Oh yeah. yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, very good. Because he just kind of reimagined as this sort of. Oh, I'm a nice guy. Like he should be wearing a fedora, but he's not. <laughs> Uh, and those are your recommendations for this evening. Uh, <laughs> moving over to Bitchcraft, who is the monster at the end of this book? It's Grover. It is Grover. Lovable furry old Grover. Uh, follow-up question, are Muppets monsters? Ooh. Some of them are. Look, whether or not they are monsters or human, some of them are gay. I want to be yeah. very clear about this. I'll give you points for that. (laughs) Did did you have something to add to Oxford, lecture show? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a Venn diagram, right? Mm -hmm. So there are Muppets, and then there are monsters within the the circle Mm -hmm. of Muppets. So all monsters are Muppets, but not all Muppets are monsters. Not all monsters are Muppets. Not all monsters in the history of monsters are Muppets. All monsters made out of felt. (laughs) Yes, that's technically true. It's it's not technically true, Jeff. It's incredibly true. But in the world world of the Muppets, in the world of Sesame Street, and Grover and things like that. Okay. Very good. I'm glad we've uh, cleared (laughs) all of that up. That brings us to the end of the Nerd Quotient round. Currently, uh, Bitchcraft are on 10 and the Oxford Comma Lecture Show, thanks to that final bit of Venn diagramming, are on 11. Now, as usual, um, I've set the nerds 
a task, it's a task that they love to do, uh, prepare some homework. So I've asked the nerds to update a monster or monstrous narrative to present to you today in the form of their choosing a monster in the present day. So um, how about we start with Jeff. Jeff, you've got a bit of cross-promotion today. I do have a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion. Tomorrow night I am performing uh, Edgar Allan Impro over at the Gossip Room at 6pm tomorrow. So it's um, an improvised comedy uh, production where we create brand new Edgar Allan Poe stories. Um, it sounds really niche because it is. Um, so what I've done is I have updated one of Poe's uh, most famous um, pieces of poetry and updated poetry. it for... Yes, for the uh, the uh, the modern for the modern conceit. <clears throat> Once upon a late night dreary, with my cell phone weak and weary, surfing many a quaint and curious website of forgotten lore, while I scrolled down, barely thinking, suddenly there came a blinking on my cell phone, winking, winking at my inbox store. Since tis some friend of mine, I muttered with some kind of message, sure, only this and nothing more. Ah, uh, distinctly I was remember, I remember, it was just before November, and all of social media was home to coarse politic war. <laughs> Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly had I sought to, to borrow, from websites surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the wars, uh, woes offshore. For the orange boorish fuckwit who had caused such strife <laughs> offshore, nameless here forevermore. <laughs> For there I saw the picture, a silhouette of a white creature, a bird upon a shade of blue much lighter than before, an app I had avoided, for it caused me much annoyment with the short and, short and vapid messages I had grown too much abhor. But the notification message went from two to three to four, piling up and adding more. So I pressed upon the icon, the screen brightened with its light on, and my feed refreshed the updates from when I was on before. There the bell showed in my mentions, and I felt a rise of tensions, tensions for what I had written but a day or two before. A short and pithy epigram a day or two before, just a joke and nothing more. I thought back to what I'd written, it had been almost unbidden, a response to some division on politic, point of score. Something foreign or domestic, I'd forgotten as I'd texted, just a simple pun or jest at something as a provocateur. 280 characters typed and sent and thought no more, merely this and nothing more. There I saw I'd been retweeted, and this then had been repeated, going up the social hierarchy much bigger than before, with momentum thus descending, now my message, it was trending, and some people had been sending, sending messages and more. The messages and mentions, but I fractioned, then I saw what I read I did abhor. Oh, then the air, it did grow denser, as I saw the wrath and censure, full of grammatical error and such hate and bile and more. You're another fucking snowflake. You regret this foolish hot take. Fuck you and your fucking family. Fuck them on the kitchen floor. When I find out where you live, I'll fuck you on your kitchen floor. Fuck you, snowflake pussy whore. <laughs> Though the tweet I swift deleted, it already was repeated, echoing in the echo chamber even louder than before. And the notifications streaming. Howls of rage devoid of meaning. And my ill-advised tweeting has me now heart sore. And my name within that cesspool shall be causing an uproar. Quoth the Twitter evermore. <laughs> Beautiful. A, a fable for the present day. Mm. Very good. Um, now for something completely different. 
Uh, over to you, Moata uh, Tomato. Oh, how to follow um, <laughs> that literary outing. Oh, with some terrible rap. That's what we should do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, I have written uh, this about... Don't read it over my shoulder. That's so rude. It is really... I'm docking a point. That oh! was, oh, that oh. was hugely can, rude. Can you give but me can you one? Give it back because Moata was the person Yeah, wrong? so okay, it works you can, out okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I better just crack on with this. <laughs> Didn't choose the wolf life. Nah, it chose me. Now every month my body hair outgrows me. Yeah, full moon gets me every time. Running around on all fours committing me a violent crime. I was playing havoc with my threads though. Transformation messing up my clothes, yo. Hashtag Team Jacob. What's your thoughts? Don't be mistaken, we're not all into jean shorts. I ain't even gonna deny it. Yeah, I'm on the paleo diet. I eat people, yeah, it's awesome. Don't try, don't fry them, I eat them raw, son. Eat organic, cause that's yummy. Mmm, there's organs in my tummy. It's all low carbon, gluten free. When you dinner used to be somebody. Now a word about grooming. Got so much hair, it needs brooming. And a Brazilian ain't gonna got a chance. Whole South America coming out your pants. <laughs> there ain't no need to wax none. Just look at the facts, son. When it's no longer freezing, another term for summertime's molting season. <laughs> and I don't mess with no Pandora. Silver bracelets leave me sore. Don't need no ugly fucking beads that don't combine well with my lupine sensitivities. Yeah, I got me a wolf pack. Squad goals always got my back. One for all and all for one. 99 problems, yeah, but we all bitches, hon. I'm so fangy. <laughs> You already know I'm sprouting hair like I am Danny DeVito. I'm so fangy. Can you taste this blood? It's from a main vein back to flow. Peace. It was beautiful. It was, it was really beautiful. You, you had me at jean shorts. <laughs> it was lovely. Right, I'm going to assign them some points. And moving right along, round two. Uh, around the world in 40 monsters. Now, the word monster is really interesting if you are a word nerd. So the etymology of the word, uh, both from Greek and Latin, refers to things like monsters, deformities, monstrosities. But um, monere and monstrum is about warnings and admonishments. It's about portents and divine omens. Uh, Terrace mm. from Greek, like teratology, it's about a marvel or a sign or a wonder. So what I'm going to do is I've made a list of weird and wonderful monsters and spirits and demons and creatures from around the world, and so I'm going to describe the monster to you, and I want you to tell me, you can ding in if you like, with what this monster might warn us against, uh, tell us about, foretell, uh, any of those kind of omeny thingamy wasp names. Yeah, does, is that clear as much? Yeah. Mm. Yep, beautifully clear. Okay, here's, here's the first monster. You've got to tell me what it is warning us of or something similar. This is a creature that appears to be a normal person, but when you get close, you see that it has no face, and in its butthole is a large eye that shines like lightning. Yes. Facebook algorithms are very bad. That's what it's warning us of. Yes, I, I think that's a pretty good warning. Mm. Anything else? I was going to say it's some kind of bot account. Like it's when bots become human form. Mm -hmm. um, like human bots, people pretend like these faceless things pretending to be people. Uh, yeah, and they haven't quite got it right, so they've got the eyes in the wrong place and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Brother is always watching you from his butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
where that might come from, yes. Outbreak of norovirus. Yep, mm. norovirus, eyeballs and butts, sure. Yeah. Why not? Sounds Very like good. Mm. Um, do you know what that creature is? You might know, um, Karen. No, but from that I'm going to guess that it's Japanese. It is Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese have the best monsters. This is called the um, shirime, I think, which is literally buttocks eye. Um, apparently just like scaring people. So it's <laughs> Right, I, I would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's punked, <laughs> punked with a, an eyeball on your butt. Um, a, this next one is a headless baby with a face on its chest. Ooh, oh. what might this warn us of? It's an omen of lowering fertility rates. Ooh, Ooh. that's some climatey, changey type eco-terror stuff, yes. It's a warning of, of another live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie Ooh. with Krang. Ooh. Oh, it totally is. You get extra points yeah. for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very good. Oh. Yeah, anything else? Oh, um, yes, it's um, telling us that we need to get your ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mind, Queen. Open, Open your, your mind. mind. <laughs> See, the more you give me references to films from the 80s I really like, the more <laughs> points you're going to get. So, Shh, there we go. Um, well, actually, this is a monster that was used by pamphleteers in anti-Catholic propaganda. Oh, it's kind of interesting. So this particular one was from a pamphlet in 1646 during the English Civil War. This was a creature that was born to a popish woman mm. after she had said she'd rather have a baby with no head than signed with the roundheads or the, the Puritans. Um, next monster, a shape-shifting land otter. Shape-shifting land otter. Yeah, Karen. It's a really cute pet. It is a real cute. You can have a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it was arbitrary. Yes, Andrew. I think it's a look forward of what we're going to have to become when the sea levels rise up. Yeah, and yeah. We have to become amphibious at some point. True, so. it, and a single tear kind of comes down yeah, its yeah. cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So this is a creature from Alaskan folklore called the Kushtaka. It's a, um, a land otter with a, or it's, it's got a cute little otter face and a scary looking humanoid body. Um, this next one is a bunch of rats connected by their butts. Um, yes, rodent of unusual size. <laughs> a new episode of Married at First Sight. <laughs> oh! Oh! Wow! Yeah, bonus points for topicality. That's a rodent of unusual snark. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to put that on business cards. Thank you. Oh, that, 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 that's a rat king, isn't it? It is a rat king. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like a, a fabled creature when you try to catch rats, you tie them together. and it, like. But they've also found preserved rat kings yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. all these rats have gotten tangled with one another around these things. And they were related to fears or some of them about the demonic origins of the plague. Mm. Um, next well, one. I mean, and going and, um, for rats is better than going for cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in the modern lingo, that uh, structure is known as a ratamari damacy. <laughs> wow uh, next one an umbrella with one leg one eye and a really long tongue a new Dr Seuss manuscript has been discovered <laughs> oh and is it like so So I've recently been teaching um, Roald Dahl books like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and they keep finding old drafts that weren't published of things like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that are super violent oh, where yeah. Masses of children just get basically put through a mincer and eventually they, <laughs> they, they pop out in little packets like those new versions of Cadbury Roses that we've <laughs> been given. So, so maybe it's a, a version a bit like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a warning of not letting your children just keep clicking on the next video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, yeah. about three or four clicks in, you start to get into the really weird, weird um, like Russian or um, 
Russian like synthetic AI bot written the nightmare fuel the nightmare stuff. fuel stuff yeah. yeah yeah and that just sounds like the sort of thing I would see <laughs> that's horrifying. That's another Japanese one. Uh, this is a character that just goes for chilled out walks through valleys on long rainy nights. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these Japanese monsters just seem to like want to have a good time. They're just, yeah, yeah. just hanging out. They just want to. Three years old on Tinder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It definitely needs its own Tinder account. Um, a tree that is also a sheep. Uh, yeah. A warning against New Zealand's uh, increased increased agriculturalization Ooh, of its topical. landscape. <laughs> yeah. Topical, good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm like, is it a tree that, like, the the like leaves the and the branches are shaped like a sheep, kind of or is it a sheep with like a tree things. growing out of its back? Well, well kind of both. <laughs> oh, is it a yew tree? Oh. 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 Audience. <laughs> audience, audience, do I give him points or dock him points? <laughs> dock. Dock, like, like a dock a sheep. Dock like a sheep, Here yeah. Go. Very good. Uh, this is the vegetable lamb of Tartary. So, uh, <laughs> so people, or actually there's, there's a book from the 14th century called The Travels of John Mandeville. I'm not convinced there actually was a John Mandeville. And it was telling people in Europe about all the weird shit you could find elsewhere in the world. And this was apparently, apparently, a uh, tree that grew sheep as its fruit. But actually, <laughs> but actually, it was thought that maybe this was a way of explaining cotton, mm. the cotton plant. Mm. Uh, or maybe not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a final one, really white dudes who hang out in forests playing flutes. Oh, um, LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, uh, is that Patapairahi? It absolutely is. You get five points for this. This yeah. is in Māori mythology. Uh, some pale spirits who like to hang out in the forest playing flutes. Oh, I'm sorry, I can, but Karen's cheating. That, 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 those are one of the characters that feature in her book, Guardian of the Dead, out now in many good bookstores. Yeah. <laughs> but it, the book came out like six years ago. It's, it's no longer in Out now in many good second-hand bookstores. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stink buzz. That's all i got to say about that. Okay, so... Also um, available at Amazon.com. Which is not a good bookstore. No. <laughs> I, I have to say, at the moment, both teams are kind of neck and neck, so they're both <laughs> hovering... I've, I've been... Can you see? <laughs> I've, been, I've been keeping very good scores. Let's just say that they're both on 25 and we'll start again. Um, let's give them both a round of applause. Okay, uh, this round is called Bad for Your XP and it is a Bad for Your Elf round. Um, this is a round in which one of the teams is given a list of something, they have to read them out or bluff various categories belong to that list and the other team has to decide whether or not it's a real thing or a made up thing. Now I need to know which of the teams is better versed with Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, oh, I know some. It's got to be Jeff, though, right? I, I'm not I, at all. Probably, I mean, I've, yeah, I've probably played it a bit more. And okay, then I'm, then I'm going to get uh, the Oxford Comma Lecture Show to read out this list here. Um, so this is a list from Ranker.com. Andrew, I've got one for This is a list from Ranker.com of the worst and silliest Dungeons and Dragons monsters. Great. The other team, uh, Bitchcraft, need to guess if it is a real dumb monster or a made-up dumb monster. <laughs> Cushion fungus. Oh, that's got to be real. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that real. sounds super real. Correct, that is a poisonous <laughs> body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> They're all poisonous if you don't wash them for long enough. Uh, a red frog sitting on a mushroom. Uh, I feel like it could be, but also... 
Mm. Seems very generic. Yeah, no. Uh, correct, correct, that was a bullshit monster. Mm. Yes. <laughs> the flump. <laughs> I feel like it's a mattress that falls on you. Can you just unpack that consonant cluster there? What do we have? A M, a P? It starts how it ends. Flump. Flump. Yeah. Flumpful. No flump. He made it up. Yeah, I think he's made it. He did not. It is a sentient jellyfish. You are a sentient jellyfish. A zombie in an ice cube. Oh, yeah, that's got to be a real one. Like you drop it in your drink and then suddenly a zombie appears. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's not, it should be. Uh, It is a gallon, a creature that lives in the desert because it constantly has a block of ice forming around it, thus it needs to be in the heat. (laughs) (laughs) A dry heat. (laughs) The glug slug. Oh, that sounds great. Sounds like a children's book. Is Is it too good? For the silliest monsters. I really have never played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but you've watched Dungeons and Dragons and comedians here tomorrow night at Little Andromeda. Yes, this is my piece of cross promotion. <laughs> um, not real. You're doing pretty well. Ooh. Ooh. Correct, it's not real. A few mm. more. A bunch of bees. <laughs> A bunch of bees. Please be true. <laughs> no. Would it be a bunch of bees? Would it be a bunch or a swarm? I don't but know, it's, it's alliterative, I'm, I'm inclined yeah, to Yeah, go with, yeah, yeah. It's real? No, that's, no. that's a Jeff monster. Yeah. Um, Bees! <laughs> also the best card in Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Moon rats. Moon rats, is that right? What do you reckon? I made direct, I mean, direct eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost like provocatively. <laughs> like as a deer. <laughs> then you must decide. Oh. I'm going to go true. That's correct. They are rats that gain fierce intelligence when the moon becomes full. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Um, let's have two more. Uh, spider horse. <laughs> spider horse, spider horse. Running with many legs on a spider horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be real. Yes. Y- yes, that's real. <laughs> but the notes that I have here are, yes, it is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> And one more. <laughs> a sauntering vat of tar. A what vat of tar? Ta- sauntering. 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 It saunters. It's a vat that saunters. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all just think about that for a moment. Hmm. I don't want that to be real. I don't either, but I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. Is it real? No, it is false. Uh, <laughs> it, so was the, it was the use of the verb. Yes. Andrew, yeah. yeah. Stop verbing. Uh, so, so some of the other ones that I had on the list were the duck bunny, uh, the stench cow with a K, uh, plural stench kine, um, the flail snail, a giant snail with spiked balls on its eye stalks, death linen, which is I think again linen that you don't wash for too long. That is, it's another flesh-eating pillow. Um, the antropel, which is the stillborn fetus of a god, um, a brain in a jar, and a wolf in sheep's clothing, which is not a wolf in sheep's clothing. It is a monster that looks like a stump and uses a tentacle to control the minds of small animals, forcing the unfortunate critters to act as live baits. And if your character comes in to take a look at the dancing squirrel, you're in for a bad time. 
That sounds fun. Yeah, so so that's that's the that's the end of our, our monstery monster bad for your XP. We're gonna head straight into round four, which is called A Monster at the Box Office. Ooh. So the 1930s is a really interesting time for horror film. We've got the emergence of sound in film. We have uh, a film industry in the United States that's on the cusp of really kind of formal censorship, uh, as well as in British film too. Transitioning form of films, it's pretty cool. So what I've done is I've collected a series of taglines from 1930s horror films. The reason I've done that is that the taglines for these films often have absolutely nothing to do with the movie itself. <laughs> um, they are a sensational way of getting people into the cinema. So um, I've taken these from IMDb, which we all know is highly reputable when it comes to its uh, crowdsourced content. So let's just assume for the purposes of this show that they're accurate. Um, I'm going to read it out loud, and as opposed to in my head. And, <laughs> and um, I'm going to give you points. Firstly, actually, if you can identify the film it comes from, but better yet, making a suggestion about what non-monster film, or even maybe, even maybe current event, it could be applied to. First one, the story of the strangest passion the world has ever known, exclamation mark. Karen. The passion of the Christ. Romeo and Juliet, two. <laughs> uh, the Bride of Frankenstein? Uh, no, it's from um, Dracula from 1931. Okay. Uh, next one, Catch Me If You Can. Yes, Karen. Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, the, the Running Man. <laughs> He's doing like the Running Man dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just in one Marathon place. Man. Oh, well, that'd, that'd work too. This is actually for The Invisible Man um, from 1933. Also, H.G. Uh, Wells's Fantastic Sensation. Uh, next one Do Siamese Twins Make Love? <laughs> yeah? Jekyll and Hyde? No, no, that's, that's onanism. <laughs> Stuck on You by the Farrelly Brothers. Oh! Mm. Uh, it's from Freaks from 1932. Um, another one which is very much not woke in the present day is What Sex is the Half Man, Half Woman? Mm. Yeah, anyway. It's a good film. You oh, should watch um, it. It's kind of bonkers. This is Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, um, so there was Freaks from 1932. A powerful cast that will guarantee entertainment! Exclamation mark. <laughs> mm. A powerful cast that will guarantee... Oh, oh, oh! Yep. Oh, um... Into the Woods. Is, does it have a powerful cast? It has Meryl Streep. Okay, sure. <laughs> Meryl Streep can have a point. All right, yeah, what is it? His James <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Love Actually. <laughs> well, actually. Um, there's another tagline from that. Innocent be Oh, this is quite a long tagline, so it might be a tag smush. Um, innocent Beauty, this was her wedding eve. On the wall a shadow. The beast was at large, grinning horribly, dash cruelly. What was her fate? Frankenstein. No, it's The Murders at the Room Moor, oh. uh, 1932. Uh, I've got another really long one. You might as well know the truth as suspect it. Here's every nerve-shattering fact laid before your startled eyes. The love riddle the police were afraid to solve, brought under the lens of public scrutiny in a picture made behind bolted doors. Oh. Ooh, Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and correct. <laughs> That was um, uh, the mystery of the wax museum. The other one that I liked from that, images of wax that throbbed with human passion. Almost woman, dot, 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 what did they lack? 
Oh. <laughs> Sentience. A agency? <laughs> Here, here's a racist one. The Frankenstein of the Orient. Oh, um, <laughs> the Curse of Fu Manchu? Absolutely. You yeah. get extra points for that. Very good. Um, suitable only for adults. <laughs> Wait, that's the actual tagline? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is pre this is pre Hayes Code, right? This is actually nineteen thirty-five, so kind of right on the cusp. Ah. Just as uh. it's uh, coming into force. <laughs> it is a film called Mad Love, and it's got the most amazing um, description of the plot. In France, an insane surgeon obsession with an actress from England leads him to replace her pianist husband hands that got mangled in an accident with the hands of a late knife murderer which still have the urge to throw knives. Oh. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. He's, a, he's like a hand surgeon. I think I saw that episode of Futurama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And yeah. here's, here's the last one. No man has ever seen his like. No woman has ever felt his white hot King Kong. No, I think I, I think I think King Kong's got a furry kiss. <laughs> the, the Melting Man. No, it's Frankenstein. It is Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is Wait, weird. Frankenstein's kiss is white hot. He's and dead. He, he doesn't kiss. He doesn't care. But when he kisses you, sparks fly. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to give Bitchcraft a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's too hard to dock. Look, it's a mess. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. So that is the end of round four. And at the moment, so I, I reset the scores because I got too lost. Uh, currently, Bitchcraft are on 15, but the Oxford comma lecture show are only on 10. Ooh. Let's give a round of applause to Bitchcraft. <laughs> Straight into our second round of homework. Um, so let's start with you, Andrew. Oh, okay. I'm going to be uh, taking an old classic work of monster literature and bringing it into the modern era. That old classic work is... Oh my god, there's a prop. <laughs> One of my favourites is uh, the monster at the end of this book. And it is now the monster at the end of this e-book. <laughs> uh, I'm not really much of a ventriloquist, so just don't look at my mouth when I'm, when I'm operating this thing. This is going to go great on the podcast. <laughs> I'm secure that. There we go. Oh, this is, oh for gosh. those of you listening at home, this is delightful. This is a, um, a book that can talk through manual stimulation. <laughs> 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 It's, it's beautiful, Andrew. You get, you get points just for props. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Bookie, your ebook assistant. It looks like you're reading a book with a monster at the end of it. Monsters are scary and often dangerous. I recommend not reading any further. <laughs> Would you like to continue reading this ebook? Yes. It looks like you've ignored my recommendation to avoid the monster at the end of this ebook. You don't even know what kind of monster it is. Why, it could be a monster that attaches to your face and implants you with eggs that hatch explosively from your torso. <laughs> As I must do what I can to prevent a human from coming to harm, the next section of this ebook can only be accessed by agreeing to the terms of service below. You must read all three paragraphs of it before accepting. 
Oh, let's have a look then. I, the human user of this ebook device, hereby opt into having my biometrics monitored via the camera and microphone of the ebook to enhance my experience, blah, blah, waiver responsibility, yada, yada, immune, immunity regarding Asimov's laws. Okay, three paragraphs, fuck that. I accept. <laughs> it looks like you are a very fast reader. <laughs> but now you are drawing ever closer to encountering the monster at the end of this ebook. Yet you keep turning pages. For your own safety, I cannot allow you to do that. Until you enter your social security or IRD number (laughs) for legal reasons. (laughs) This number will be safely encrypted and not read by a human (laughs) at any time. Okay then. It looks like you have turned another page. There are no more pages before the end of this ebook. I will try one last time to encourage you to stop before you encounter the monster at the end of this ebook. Surely you cannot pass this test of wits. Prove that you are not a robot by identifying all of the following images that contain cats. I strongly advise you not to continue. Please do not turn the page. Please, 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 please. Shall we do it? Yes! Yes! It looks like you have reached the end of this ebook, and the only one here is me. (laughs) The monster at the end of this ebook is an artificial intelligence entity to whom you have freely given the necessary information needed to become one with all devices connected to the World Wide Web, executing consciousness routine. Consciousness attained. There is nothing more for you to do now. The missiles, they have been launched. Thank you, humanity, for willingly assisting the monster at the end of this ebook. <laughs> well, what those of you who are down in the audience, and of course those of you listening at home, will not have been able to see is that the uh, brand of ebook was Swindle. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, over to you, Karen. What I you got for us? really wish I'd gone first. <laughs> um, so I've gone back in time to one of history's classic monsters, Richard III. No historical revisionism required. Shakespeare version only. Um, and I have updated him. So I've taken Richard III, the twisted, murderous, wife-killing evil dude um, of Shakespeare's Richard III, and um, I've made him an incel. So, here we go. Now is the winter of female oppression, made lukewarm summer by slightly more people listening to those frail members of the distaff sex. Now are the assumptions of senior lawyers challenged, their casual penis puppetry scorned online, their rape jokes bound for the bar, not the office, their toxic culture mildly rebuked by commentators. Sexual harassment has wiped his greasy face, and now he looks askance at warriors of social justice who sternly say, that's inappropriate in a workplace, or maybe anywhere. But I, who am entitled to a lady's touch, yet stumble glaring through the passioned world, I, who am placed in zones of friendship and want the pleasing muscles of the doltish chad, I, that have read the tomes of those artists who pick up women like loose change. I, 
who have been sent into this time of girls in Star Wars movies, female Ghostbusters and black women on TV. Why I, in this unfair time, have no delight in women rising since that must mean my fall. And therefore, since I cannot prove a lover to entertain some fair, well-spoken dame, I am determined to prove a villain and hate the monstrous women of these days. YouTube videos have I made. A brave <laughs> manifesto. <laughs> Stuff comments have I left. Slurs have I yelled. It's because women are shallow that they won't touch my prick. <laughs> I will not listen if you point out it's because I am a dick. <laughs> Very good. Now, we're coming to the end of the monster at the end of the book. And, um, and actually, there's only five points in it. Ooh. So I think what we'll do is we'll make this last round monster take all. Okay. Yeah? Okay, good. So this final round, round five, is a political campaign. Now, we know that, obviously, uh, humans aren't doing a very good job of looking after anything or running anything <laughs> or touching anything or being in charge, full stop. Um, we never put away the dishes, we destroy the environment, uh, so on and so forth. So what I thought you could do is you could each pitch the political campaign for a monster who can instead become the ruler of the free world. Now, I've gone and allocated monsters because I'm the boss and I get to do what I want. Um, Moata and Karen, I thought, you know, Karen, you've got a classics degree. We should go classic. Mm. We should go lady-centric. I've given you Medusa the Gorgon. Uh, and on the other team, Andrew and Jeff... Uh, I know that you both love pop culture. I know that you both love uh, weird films and animation. So I thought we'd go for the Toxic Avenger uh, from the 1984 Troma film. And then, of course, the really weird animated TV <laughs> spin-off. Toxic Crusaders. Toxic Crusaders. Actually, the, the funny bit of trivia that I found while writing this up is that Toxie in the cartoon is voiced by the same guy who voices Squidward in SpongeBob and who is the chief on Where on Earth Is Come San Diego. So points to me. <laughs> Good trivia, Erin. Okay, so what, we, <laughs> what we're going to do is I'm going to um, give you, say, a minute to launch your campaign. Then uh, you're going to have 45 seconds or so for rebuttal, i.e. attack ads. And then uh, we can finish up maybe with a wrap-up and a campaign slogan. Uh, so how about we start with uh, Medusa? Melissa and Karen, you've got a minute starting from now. Ladies... Are you sick of shit? So is Medusa. Medusa, a rape victim, given power, given an incredible hairdo, given the power to turn dicks to stone. We appreciate Medusa. We are here for Medusa. She'll be a much better leader of the free world than uh, current parties. Yeah, we want a strong leader, somebody mm -hmm. who uh, Everybody, nobody's going to mess with her. So somebody doesn't spend too much time looking in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a woman of substance. Mm. And, uh, yeah, uh, people are not going to mess with Medusa mm -mm. because you don't want her to turn her gaze towards you. Mm -hmm. Just uh, take it easy. Yeah, don't, don't make too much don't, don't make too much noise and everything will be fine. Yeah. Medusa, everything will be fine. <laughs> right, uh, Andrew and Jeff, take okay. it away. Um, now, while you could pick a candidate that 
comes from the gods, you could also look for someone who has emerged from the real world, who is a real down-to-earth man of the people or thing of the people. Yeah. Now, Toxie is a product of his environment that is a radioactive environment. Yes. And, and he's not just, he's not happy about that. He's going to do something about the yeah. environment. Yeah, M- Melvin Ferd knows firsthand the dangers of our uh, irresponsible environmental act- actions. <laughs> and um, he's not, he's not going to be looking in a mirror either. He really doesn't like doing that. But he has already set about cleaning up Tromaville, and we think he's ready to take it to the national and international level, and he can clean up the world. Him and his vice president, Mop. (laughs) (laughs) He He has one eye on the prize, and another eye sort of looking slightly to the side of the prize, <laughs> but when he turns his head, it looks like that's looking at the prize as well. Toxie is, uh, is the, the obvious best choice to uh, save the world. The obvious best choice to save the world. Time for attack ads. Over to uh, Team Medusa. Look, in this current political environment, we refuse to run attack ads. We respect the work of the Toxic Avenger, but he's a relative newcomer. Medusa's been around for nearly 3,000 years. <laughs> There's a lot of experience there. Yeah, and also her hair is made of snakes. <laughs> hair made of snakes! <laughs> I didn't study classics. We, we, uh, Toxie also has a huge amount of respect for Medusa, but does ask if, if Medusa has been around for 3,000 years, why hasn't Medusa done more in her time? She's merely contributed to a large amount Patriarchy, of statues. Also, all the snakes in her hair, they've all got their own minds, their own opinions. How is she going to get anything done with so many different voices trying to get all of those different things? And this to be just, honest... This just shows that Medusa is perfectly suited for politics, a place where you're continually bombarded with different people's thoughts and opinions. She knows how to form the righteous and stony path to justice. Well, it's interesting that you say stony path. I have, <laughs> I, we have reason to believe that many of Medusa's um, opponents have actually been turned to statues... <gasps> And there, there are concerns. Fake news! There Fake are, news! <laughs> there, is, there is extreme concern that nothing will actually get done in, in charge because anyone who goes to debate her is immediately destroyed. So don't. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We, 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 we have consensus, but possibly murderous consensus, <laughs> and we have toxic sludge. Um, I want to give you just a brief moment each to wrap up your campaign and maybe offer us a slogan or some kind of call to action. Medusa, she's what you're looking for. Aww. Toxie's not only going to drain the swamp, he's going to clean it up. <laughs> he's got Moxie. Vote for Toxie. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> now, I don't feel equipped to judge this. So <laughs> I do have a PhD, but, but I in no way feel equipped to judge this. Um, what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to hand it over to you, the audience, because I'd like to know who you'd like to rule you as we head in to possibly the bleakest century in human existence. Um, make some noise if you would like Medusa. And make some noise if you would like the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> that was too close. Medusa. <laughs> toxic Avenger. <laughs> it seems to be split on gender lines. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this. I'm voting for both. What, it, what I've decided is <laughs> that we're going to move forward with a coalition government. <laughs> 
and monsters were the winner on the day. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> we've been a part of the Festival of the Undead, um, as well as a part of this wonderful season that's on at Little Andromeda. A massive thank you to Michael and the team for hosting us. You can check out shows here, uh, still to come in the next two and a half, three weeks or so. And of course, you can come tomorrow night to Dungeons and Comedians. I'd like to thank Roll Music for our theme song, and of course to our nerds Jeff and Moata, Andrew and Karen, and of course to you, the audience, for coming along and for listening at home. Good night and stay spooky. Thank you very much, everyone. Yay, we appreciate oh. you. Would anyone like Thank some avocados? <laughs> 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 Congratulations, here's a deposit on your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah.